everyone, welcome to an educational edition of ARG Presents. I am Amigo Aaron, joined by the man that coined the term edutainment. I give you the professor of educational pain, the Brent. Let me tell you something. We got caned multiple times yeah. this week. <laughs> Listen, this this was the this was the uh, this was where that term came from, I believe, Brent. Edutainment. <laughs> it should have been edupainment, my friend. Real, but maybe we're maybe we're killing this thing for no reason. We'll find out. How you doing this week, Brent? Everything good? I'm well. I'm, I'm, How about I'm yourself? Peachy keen, my friend. I am preparing to go on vacation in, in less than one day. Right. Uh, the king of randomness, the wheel, uh, once again pr- proved last week why you can't ever guess what it's going to do when it decided that we would be playing games from the bizarre and unusual realm of the VTech Socrates. Brent, the Socrates, the Socrates, if you will. Uh, a, an unusual little console, Brent, that we've touched on once before. During the Thanks for Giving Marathon, yep. uh, with a piece suggested by John Bodefkarshaler, my partner in crime, uh, and he uh, has a personal attachment to this thing. I- I'd never heard of this thing until he mentioned it. Hey, hey, what's your uh, aside from that one experience? Did you know anything about the Socrates? Uh, no. Previous to that, no. Let's learn a little bit about the Socrates before we get into it thoroughly. This is one machine I actually happen to own a copy of. I I own the entire machine, and I will hold it up thusly. Here it is. This is your Socrates right here, the Socrates. For you listening on the podcast, I'll try to describe what I'm holding up here. What you've got here is a console with a full keyboard attached to it that comes off. This is a wireless infrared keyboard here. Uh, The unit itself is large and white. Uh, with a big kind of a uh, weird see-through window here, uh, and you've got your—it's uh, uh, got RF connections, and on the side of it here, you've got a cartridge slot, and you've also got an on-off switch. That's pretty much all you get on this thing. Of course, there's a power adapter. This thing does run on batteries, and you can put batteries in here. I believe it runs on six. So I can get this thing open. I believe it's uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, what do we got? Six. D batteries, Brent. So if you could actually take this, I could take this in the woods tomorrow if I wanted to. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't see it, but yeah, you could. Right, right. You could power it and use it for warmth or something. Let me close this thing up here. So, ah, get in there. There we go. Now let's talk about the keyboard here. Pops right off, as you can see. And you've got on this keyboard here, you've got two little... Sort of like, uh, almost like game pads, but they're not really. They're sort of flat, blue uh, pads that you can move around, but they don't they don't click or come out. And you've got two little buttons here, two little red buttons, one on either side. This is for two player gaming. And then you've also, got... the keyboard is a is a wonderful membrane keyboard. We all love those. That's right. Uh, this thing has the old membrane keyboard. Uh, it feels pretty, I mean, it feels, it doesn't feel like anything, to be honest, but I mean, this one feels like it's in pretty good shape. Sometimes these, these kind of flat memory keyboards will crack, you know, over time. But this Absolutely. one, this one uh, is in real good shape. And of course, this one on the back has your on-off switch, and this one also has a battery. This one takes two double A's. So bring your batteries uh, to the to the woods with you when you take this thing out. Uh, lastly, that this also yeah, I have... Yeah, something that should be... Uh, commented about the keyboard, Aaron. Yeah. All the vowels are highlighted in red for you for your learning experience. Yeah, absolutely. 
we've also got, uh, lastly, we've got the old Magic Pen and Touchpad. And I think this is kind of neat. Uh, this uh, is, a again, a wireless peripheral. On the back, you've got a keyboard. Uh, you've got a, a button uh, or a, a battery area here and an on-off switch. And uh, this has a pen, a little pen that you can use on the uh, on the touchpad. This is made of the same material as the keyboard, that kind of flat membrane uh, that you can use. But you could actually draw on this or uh, uh, or tap Practice it. Practice your letters. Yeah, that's that right. was the that was one of the big selling points of the touchpad is you could actually practice your writing right and at the top here you've got some buttons for di for different functionality so so it's kind of neat and then i want to touch on these on these uh cartridges for this thing i've got two cartridges here one of the ones i'm doing is the game i'm doing today the other one here i've got is facts and fractions and if you look at the cartridges real closely what they did was they made them look like floppy disks which is always <laughs> Very thick floppy disk. Yeah. Right. Right. Very strange. Uh, very no, I think that's a good idea. Well, I, I mean, I don't know because, what the, I don't know why they would do it. Because they're trying to sell this as a computer. Well, I mean, you're it's right. It's a console. Yeah. But they're trying to sell it as a computer. Yeah. It's a. Uh, it was a uh, an unusual system. Now, if you know anything about VTech, they tend to make some of these kind of wacky educational uh, uh, toys. Let's go with that. And this and this is their you know sort of their computery attempt. Let's learn a little bit about this thing, Brent. Um, again, this was manufactured by the V people over VTech. They're still around, of course. Uh, this came out in uh, 1988 at a price of 130 bucks, which today would be about almost you're up into near the 300 range. Yeah. Uh, uh, for that one, this has a Zilog Z80 processor at 3.5 second megahertz so another one of these things with a Zilog in it uh, this had uh, eight cartridges released when it was out uh, believe it or not this was the machine we've actually covered the predecessor of this was the old v was the creative vision remember that absolutely uh, and the the thing that we probably will never cover that's that uh, came by to take over for this thing was the old v tech v smile which I've seen <laughs> these things too remember the v smile Nope. That's a horrible name, by the way. You went from the Socrates to the V smile. That blows. So, uh, this this thing, one of the things about this machine that I like is that they and they did something the Amiga could never do. They have a decent little mascot for it. Uh, they've got a little robot guy. He looks he looks a little bit like uh, the what was the guy's name in uh, Short Circuit? Johnny Five. Johnny Five. Yeah, and he's a happy little robot. He smiles. I think he appears in pretty much every game in some capacity, Brent. At least the games I looked at. Yeah, I, I believe he does. Yeah, he's kind of cool. Uh, this, this, uh, the VTech distributed this thing all over the world under different names. Uh, in Germany, this was called Professor we uh, Weiss Alice, which it says here translates into Professor Knows Everything. It's not, not a bad <laughs> name. In France, it was Professor Saitout. Uh, uh, Je education of a video, uh, which it says here that means uh, no know all. So another one, I guess, a professor know it all. In Canada, they distributed this thing as the uh, Socrates set out je education of video, which they sort of combined the French and the uh, and the uh, English version, which is kind of cool. Um, this this machine also has a built-in set of games, which is cool. I don't know. Did you look at any of these built-in games, Brent? No, I did not. 
they're actually, I mean, they didn't skimp on it. They've got some pretty decent stuff in there. There's a, a musical, uh, there's musical stuff, picture stuff, math. Uh, there's, a, there's a competition thing where you can have sort of a math competition. Uh, one thing about the Socrates you'll learn as you go through is like everything in the, on this is, is, has two-player support. Pretty much everything has uh, difficulty levels. So you can, uh, uh, it, you can sort of cater to your kid's age, uh, which is kind of cool. And the fact that it's got multiplayer support, it means you could have uh, two kids playing at once if you've got a couple little kids. So they actually uh, put some thought into this. It wasn't just some sort of uh, random one-off piece of crap that they used to you know, swindle people out of money that wanted to give their kids stuff. Because I know as a father, when my, when my kid was small... And, and his grandmother was trying to get him uh, every kind of wacky little educational toy there is. They were often just garbage or something pretending to be educational. This, I actually think, would probably help your kid learn. But we'll get, get into that more fully uh, later on. Um, as I mentioned, this thing had uh, eight official releases, Brent. Now, I'm going to go over these. By the way, if you're, in case you're wondering, uh, this thing had... Uh, this thing, uh, the game sold for forty dollars. Yeah, so which is a lot. That's 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 kind of pricey. Um, so the the I've got two of these eight. Uh, they are Fact and Fraction, uh, Memory Mania, Hodgepodge, Around the World, Mystery Puzzle, States to States, which I believe we played that on uh, Thanksgiving, Brent. Yes. Uh, Amazing Mazes. Uh, we also we played. also played, yeah. Uh, and Game Wizard. Apparently, the Game Wizard is a pretty rare title, uh, Brent. This also came with peripherals, right? Uh, so, and, and which we're going to get to. Uh, the it came with a mouse system, believe it or not, a touchpad system, which is what I've got here. This thing had a voice cartridge, Brent. That'd be interesting. I wonder how that thing works. Uh, I, I would be interested to know. Uh, now. Uh, you'll notice that I didn't read Br the name of Brent's game this week. I believe your game was packaged with the mouse, but we'll let you get more into that. It, it was, okay. yes. Okay. Uh, when, uh, when, the, when the deal goes down. Uh, this this thing was aimed at kids that from three and up. I would say your kid could probably play this from three to, say, probably eight. I'd say that you probably in the wheelhouse. I think after that you're probably getting a little... If you have a very patient child. Right, right. Uh, apparently, when this was discontinued, they had planned on it. I mean, they, I think this thing ran its course. Because one thing that VTech tends to do, if you look over their their live, their cavalcade of consoles and toys, they crank these suckers out a lot. Like, they don't mess around. And so, they were, uh, they really put out a lot of these different sorts of little computers and educational toys. That was just sort of their M.O., so I'm assuming that once one, once they thought one was even remotely obsolete or had been out for a while, it was time to you know crank out another one. Uh, I should mention that VTEC was founded. I thought this was interesting. This VTEC was founded in October of '76, Prince. So they've been around for a while uh, by a fellow named Alan Wong and Stephen Hung in Hong Kong. So and they they originally were developing video games, and in '77 they created uh, the first home console version of Pong, which was interesting. I didn't know that either. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, they only sell, at least uh, when they started, they were only made to sell stuff in the, uh, North America and Europe. Uh, that's what they did. 
and uh, they uh, branched out into uh, educational titles uh, with the Creative Vision. Really, they they the Creative Vision had their cartridge-based system, and then they sort of moved into the cartridge area, and they sort of rolled into the educational scene, pretty much sort of at, at right around the same time. So, pretty interesting, uh, pretty interesting way to go. It'd be difficult to to plan to get into the realm of educational toys because it seems like that sort of could be dangerous. Uh, in well, some here's ways. the thing, though. During this time, uh, not so much their first system, but the era of Socrates, Socrates, and forward, <clears throat> video games were starting to take a lot of heat uh, for being violent. Parents were like, "Listen, you know, you're just throwing junk at the screen. You're." Uh, kids are, are playing it mindlessly, and there was a big call for educational software. Right. And I think that's a lot of the reasons why uh, things like the Socrates were made. They were trying to jump on those parents, the market for those parents, to say, hey, look, here's a video gaming alternative uh, you know, to your Mortal Kombats and your Street Fighters. Come by us, let your kids learn. Uh, and the... The late 80s, early 90s, that's where the big push for this stuff was. Now, uh, even your main, your mainstream consoles, your Nintendos and your Super Nintendos and stuff like that, tried to jump into that market, and Nintendo specifically pushed it a lot. Yeah. They were like, listen, we want more educational games for our systems. But the problem is, and the reality of it is, educational software overall does not sell well uh even when you've got big name characters like sesame street and that kind of stuff uh it's a very tough sell so i think that led to the creation of the socrates and also the failure of the socrates because they were trying to get they were asking for so much money uh i, I think they were trying to grab the the desperate parent who was wanting something more educational for their kids, but being as expensive as it was, I think it was off-putting. You know, it's interesting to me that they're coming <laughs> off the uh, Creative Vision, which is that we, we played this one, uh, I think we may have played this the Creative Vision in a couple different forms over the years, and uh, th which is, you know, I don't remember any educational stuff, but there might be a couple titles. It seems like uh, you've got a good-looking machine. I, mean, I think this is a pretty attractive machine, and Absolutely. Say what you will about the removable keyboard and the uh, little controllers on it, but listen, that's not bad. I mean, we've seen a lot worse on here. Uh, I would have maybe went to put some actual titles on this thing uh, but, to no, see how you but can you're, do. But you're missing the point. They they didn't want actual titles. They wanted educational titles. That's what they. That's the market they were trying to corner. Obviously, yeah. I mean the name of it is the Socrates Educational well, Video. I know, system. I know, but I wouldn't have named it that either. Although for an educational system, it's a good name. We should mention uh, that uh, one of the, one of the downfalls of this machine is it's painfully slow. Uh, the I/O on it is, I mean, it's running off cartridges, but it's funny that these things look like discs. They should look like cassette tapes. Because yeah. this thing runs real slow, uh, and everything. Uh, it's funny with a, a. I mean, I don't know. It's got a, a, a decent processor in it, clocked pretty high. You would think this thing could crank out a little bit uh, quicker, uh, get on-screen action, but it is not. It's 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 uh, very slow. It loads the, slow. It boots the, slow. Everything's the slow. The graphics on the Socrates are exceptional. 
They're yeah. very colorful. They're very detailed. The sound on the Socrates is about average. Yeah. Uh, it's there's not beeps tons and, of it. Yeah, it's beeps and boops, but they're pretty well done. And there's you know, it's repetitive. It can but play that's little because songs. Of the software. You know, it it can do uh, little songs. <clears throat> the controls for the Socrates, the membrane keyboard is okay. The little joysticks are okay. I mean, they're functional. They're they're RF, so that kind of is a killer. Yeah, you have to be in direct sight of this thing. But all of that is is good enough, right? But the having to draw scenes and the way that it displays graphics is absolutely abysmal it reminds me of the old coco when you're trying to <clears throat> load up a real high-res high picture i mean everything is just or like you're downloading something on the auto bbs and you're waiting for it to come, <laughs> come down it's yeah, mega it, slow it is prohibitively slow yeah it is prohibitively slow but but we'll get more into that when we look into the software yeah. itself but overall a handsome unit i mean i really do think it's an attractive I mean, don't you think it's a good-looking yes, uh, piece of kit? Yes, I do. I, I and think it looks, that... it actually, I'm going to hold this up and get it. It looks like it held up, it held up pretty well, you know, over the years. I mean, it still looks pretty, it looks like something they'd be using in, in Buck Rogers back in the 80s. Well, uh, I don't think it looks futuristic, but I oh, think I... it, I think it looks uh, functional. I think it looks like a marriage of console and computer, which I believe is exactly what they were going for. <clears throat> so, also not having a QWERTY keyboard, what was that choice? Listen, I mean, I know it's an educational piece of software, but wow. Because kids need to kids know the letters in order. And I that's know how they need to do it. But wow. listen, this is why you're not working for VTech, my friend. <laughs> you know, they yeah, need, they, they need that. They stuff. had everything going for this except for function. I agree. I think and, and and I think they probably could have given function a little bit more if they if they'd had a chance. So, with all that said, let's pop in. We picked two games in this library here, and we will. Uh, I will cur be curtain jerking uh, this week with my choice. My choice, Brent, this week was fact was not facts and fractions was Memory Mania, Brent. Memory Mania. Yes. Brent, you are now Socrates, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> Congratulations. That's amazing. So, let's talk about Memory Mania. There's really not much to say about Memory Mania, I'll be honest with you, in terms of backgrounds on, on these things. Uh, Memory Mania was released in 88. Of course, this was published by VTech. Uh, and who knows, I, I assume all these things were actually, uh, were actually done in-house. You know, so it's not like there was a, uh, it's not like there was somebody who was uh, producing these things for uh, uh, VTech. They were just being produced. Um, Memory Mania comes out. All these games when you start out, there's a little tune, do 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 do, little tune. The robot pops up. I don't think the robot has a name. We're gonna call him Socrates. Uh, and then he gives you a menu of what you can do. Now I will say, every one of these cartridges that I've played, they had a uh, they had a variety of different stuff you could do. It's not like you just put the cartridge in and you get one game, which is cool, and I appreciate that. Uh, you get multiple games. So on mine, you got six games. So we'll just hop through them real quick. Uh, the first game is called Match It. Uh, this is a simple game of, where, uh, uh, of the old memory game where you just turn over cards that have pictures on them, and you try to match up the, t the pictures 
from amongst the other turned over cards. Pretty simple. Uh, th all these, I should mention, are for one or two player. All of these have a skill level. Usually it's between one and five. Sometimes it's between one and four. And uh, on mine, if you increase the skill level on this on this game, it just adds a tons and tons of cards. So well, instead of no, that's not true. Also, it does things like match the capital letter to the lowercase letter. So oh. it has some. It does have some variety on different levels. On on mine, I don't remember seeing that. It just had pictures. I don't. I remember seeing any, any letters to to uh, match up. What level? What skill would you end up maxing out on? Is that uh, the highest I, level? Because I mean, I only, I only went up like say I tried two and three. Now I I cannot remember exactly what level that did that did that, but it, it was uh, a choice. It's pretty. Yeah. I, I will say they do a decent job, and I noticed this across the board. When you when you increase the skill level, I mean, the skill levels seem like they're pretty evenly like uh, they look like it's a pretty steady increase. They don't like they don't go bananas. But I mean, even at the top level, I should mention there's a time limit on the memory matching game. Uh, but even on the top level, I mean, it's pretty challenging. I think you got like eight minutes to do all the all, flip over all the cards. There's a lot of cards. Let me uh, let me let me jump in here, Aaron. Yeah, this game was dreadful. You mean this particular part of the game? This particular part of the game. Okay. And the reason why is you have a time limit, right? Yeah. Which automatically adds some level of stress. I know where you're going here, but go ahead. <laughs> I know so you pick a card and you pick another card, and if you don't make a match, it plays like the, oh, you the didn't make song. a match tune, yeah. right? Yeah. And you just have to sit there and take it. Yeah. And it, this song is like, Two or three seconds long it's every like, time that you fail. Buh, 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 something like that. So, and then if you make a successful match, you get the happy tune, which is actually longer than the you lose tune. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and you still, you're sitting there going, "Just shut up. Let me pick another t card. I'm running out of time." Yeah. So it was incredibly stressful. Yeah. I did not like this one. Yeah, I, I, I knew you were going to say that. And of course, it's got to have time for the little the little creature at the bottom of the screen to like be sad, you know. Whatever that's. By the way, animations on the Socrates are frame by frame at best. You maybe get two, maybe three frames of animation. Yeah, <laughs> it's much. not yeah. much. Actually, I didn't hate this though. I thought it was okay. Oh Again, god, I, I, it was so stressful. I like the idea that it's two players. You're right. The little songs. As a kid, you would probably ha stomp on the keyboard at some point when you're trying to play this. <laughs> so the next one it was Super Scanner. It's funny before the show, me and Brett had to look this up to remember what it was because it was so goofy. So in this uh, little game, there's a clown that shows you a word for uh, a certain amount of time. Again, depending on the skill level and whatnot. And then you've got to uh, the, the word goes away. Then you've got to match up the word with a selection of four words that appear. Uh, for example, if if the word was a car, then it would go away. And at the top of the screen, you would see bar, care, car, and and Carl. And you've got to pick the one that's car. That's that's pretty much. And yes. and, and when you do it, the cl the clown he he's happy. And, and when you don't do it, he's not happy. Of course, he's sort of always happy, isn't he? But he's sort of because he's a clown. <laughs> so it this <laughs> is the worst. For education, I knew you were going to educational it. purposes, because yes. it is literally like you—you you don't spell the word at no point. See, I, I, this should have been the word pops up, right? Yeah. And then you use the keyboard and you spell it back in, but that's not the case. 
you you see a word and then you have to pick that word out of four multiple choice. What is that? That's I, nothing. I don't know what that is, man. It was. I mean, it's something. It's something. So then. We'll move on. And the clown looks kind of... Uh, he looks pretty happy. He looks like a pretty he, friendly clown. He looks jovial. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and the got, screen is covered in candy. Yeah, yeah. Then you I got, guess that's supposed to distract the children. Right. Next up on the dock is Picture Puzzle. This is the old scrambled up picture, but they include a... Uh, they include a uh, uh, some letters, like a word. So when, you, when you're unmixing the picture, you also are spelling a word. This one also includes a, a jovial sign hanger, like a billboard hanger, and like it looks like he's wearing like a, a cardigan, a green one, and he and he watches your efforts. And when it, whenever you uh, get it right, he'll nod in approval. He's like, "Yeah, that's it." And he, this, he is also buff as can be. Oh yeah, he's, this man should be in football. Yeah, he's a big he's a big guy. Well, I mean, you have to be a big guy to do those uh, billboards. That's stuff's tough. And so, uh, but that's it. Uh, as you go on, of course, the, it gets more it, more pieces, basically. But it, that's about it. Pretty simple yeah. stuff. Then you've got what's missing. All right, what's missing <laughs> is they show you a scene, and then uh, as you look upon the scene, there's a time limit that you look at. It's a it's a like it's it's funny for I'm watching this video, and for me, it was always a beach scene. So I'm guessing that's what it was always. It was an always. Was it always a beach picture for you too when you played it? Uh, this one was beach. Yeah. yeah. And so you look at like a, a ton of stuff on the screen, like your beach ball or a basket or a or a life preserver pelican, whatever. And then they wipe the screen, they take some of that stuff away, and then you you take your cursor and move around the screen. It's almost like a point and click, Brent. And, and you try to find you point where you think something was, and then if it's something was there, it will tell you. And uh, th and you have to try to guess what was there. So this is a little more advanced uh, uh, part of the game. It's really easy to miss the where you think the picture was, uh, and and get and get a yucky point basically. They, and the computer, there's a little computer that kind of is uh, guiding you, and he'll give you the frowny if you don't don't put the cursor in the right spot. Yeah, Which, and you get the merits as errors every time that you misclick. Uh, or click an item that is no longer there. Yeah. And then at the end of the round, those are subtracted from your points. Yeah. So there is a scoring mechanism. I thought that one was. I thought this one was okay. Yeah. And then of course the last one. What's different? This is pretty much exactly the same as the last one. And so this time, uh, instead of just removing objects after the time limit runs out, they it will change them with objects. And your goal, your object of your. Uh, of your memory match here is to try to go through and find what has uh, changed and what it was before it changed. So you've got to memorize the pictures. I thought these were pretty good for uh, <clears throat> for a kid to work on his memorization skills uh, to a certain degree. Uh, and I, you know, overall, this let's face facts. It is what it is. Uh, you know, it's it's not the best, uh, but I mean, there, there's, these are some pretty decent titles. I thought. I thought. I thought as a, as a as a a memory aid for a kid, something for a small child, something simple to use. I thought this was okay. That's what's my review. Different, what's different was the best of the of the five, uh, because it gives you. It, it's like it takes everything from the previous games and puts it into one game. Yeah. You <clears throat> when you have your scene right and you have your items up there, it gives you fifteen seconds, I think, to memorize where everything is. And then it doesn't just remove things. Sometimes it will just change the color. 
So it's it's a lot more of memorizing details rather than just you know small uh, uh, factoids about what you're looking at. Uh, I thought that was really good, and even on the highest difficulty, uh, my memory sucks anyway. My short-term memory is absolutely horrible. But I found myself making errors on this one. Uh, I thought it was difficult enough that the top-end skill level was something that kids would actually have to work on. Oh, the yeah. beginning levels, it was pretty easy because there weren't a lot of items. But when you have 12 items on the screen and some of them disappear, some of them just shift over like one to grid space, or they change colors from uh, you know orange to purple, and it's not like the whole shit. It's not the whole item change. Just one part of the item, like a fin on a rocket or yeah. the nose cone of a missile, might change. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that was very detailed. I thought I, it was my favorite one to play by far. I think what's missing and what's different are uh, the most difficult ones, and I also think they're the ones that are the most interesting in terms of, uh, of what a kid would be into because you get the and movie, not you get frustrating. The, well, you get sort of like an exploration element where you get to look yes. around trying to find it. Although a kid, that can be frustrating. So that's that's uh, Memory Mania. We got no reviews on any of these. I know you're stunned. I guess yeah, people you, forgot. <laughs> you, you know my favorite part of Memory Mania, right? What? When you load up Memory Mania for the very first time, you've got your little Socrates robot standing there, right? And he's got this big old smile on his face like he almost always does. Yeah. And uh, he... he thinks and there's a thought bubble and it goes up above his head and he he, he actually looks up to read his own thought bubble and it says memory mania in real big letters and he gets this this oh crap expression on his face he knows he's, he's like oh no yeah he, he knows it's he knows it's going down man that's for sure <laughs> so brent what did you bring to the party this week boy yeah, because when you picked this, I thought to myself, "Party, this is a this is the game right here, game." And it was. I, I tried to think what is the most advanced piece of software on the uh, Socrates. Uh -huh. So I went with CAD Professor. <laughs> now, Aaron, do you Gutsy. know anything? Do you know anything about CAD? Uh, yeah, the uh, it's a computer assisted drawing. Right. Yeah. Uh. I have to deal with CAD a lot uh, in what I do because I work with blueprints, not actually creating blueprints, but sometimes I'll have to adjust for scale and stuff like that. Yeah. So I have uh, uh, a fair amount of knowledge with actual CAD software that makes, you know, DWG files, stuff like that. That And I knew I wasn't going to get that. That was never going to happen. Uh but when I loaded this up for the first time, I was very stunned to see that CAD Professor has uh, a, a CAD studio, a uh, interior design studio, yes. a texture studio, Textile. <laughs> and uh, the uh, fashion studio, all <laughs> built into this one little cart. This is also the only soccer, uh, Socrates game that uses the mouse. Yeah, so you have you do have a mouse. So I was I was kind of pumped going into this. Yeah, uh, let's I wasn't. let's go down from top to bottom on these. The first one, of course, is the the cat professor itself. 
where you are doing architectural design. And by architectural design, I don't know what you're thinking in your head, but you're wrong. <laughs> Boy, this is this is you choose a scene, uh, a, a landscape, right? And then you choose parts of a house that you paper doll into that scene. And that is how it works. In fact, that's how it works for all the games. But uh, the architectural design is really bad. Um, it is when you pick a, a selection, right? Let's say you pick a roof. Uh, and then you go to place the roof into the scene. It doesn't show you the picture of the roof you picked and let you move it around. It shows you a square that says... When you press your button, this square is going to become the roof. That's all you and need. And everything is at this isometric view. So you you put the roof down, right? And, and if it's off by a few uh, pixels one way or the other, it's done. You just have to eat it. It's there now. <laughs> so when you go to put your walls down because you're, you're, you're uh, designing your house, or, or a window, again, you don't get what you select. You just get <clears throat> a square representing what you selected. Lining this stuff up, impossible. Impossible. But although Cannot have be some done. I, have, I have a decent picture in here, like an example or whatever. Oh, yeah. It looks awesome. Yeah, it I thought does. to myself, holy smokes, I, can you do that with this? Surely they no. <laughs> Because, I mean, at, at the heart of this whole package... There's this sort of um, remedial paint program. I yes. Mean, and, and and when I say remedial, I mean it's it's well, I, I it's hard to use when emulated. Let's just put it that way. It's hard to use, period. But if you have the uh, mouse, I would wonder if, if this would be more usable. But it's any way it goes, it's 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 going to be a slow time. And the way you pick stuff, you sort of like it's not like a proper paint program where you pick something and then. Like uh, uh, then you draw, there's a screen to draw on beside what you pick, and this you have to pick what you want, and then the screen with the stuff you can pick goes away, and yeah. then the canvas shows up. So if you want to switch between tools, you've got to go back to the other screen, and you've got to wait for that screen to load. Uh, it, I mean, uh, it looks like they've got a lot of options. Like I said, it looks a lot like say Microsoft Paint or something in terms of what you could do, but the fact that you have to switch back and forth it, is. Uh, tedious. Let's just put it that way. And of and course, the here, control of this thing is difficult as well. And here's the absolute killer. Every time you load up that house scene where you've got your landscape, right? Let's say you pick a beautiful landscape next to a river and you've got some trees there. Every time you pick a piece of your house and go back to that landscape, the system has to redraw that landscape. Yeah. And yeah. then color that landscape every single time. Yeah. And it takes 10 seconds in some point yeah. in some instances. It reminded me of world class leaderboard golf <clears throat> if if you were playing world class leaderboard golf on like a calculator or yeah. like or an abacus. I mean it was it that was, level of speed. It, it's brutal. Yeah. So, let's talk now about the interior design. Somehow, they managed to make bad worse. <laughs> in interior design, the first thing you do is you have to set through the, the, 
the drawing and coloring of this. this is where, yeah, this is where you see the house. It looks awesome. Yeah, this this uh, dollhouse type thing, right? Yeah. Uh, and it has, I don't know, six, six, seven rooms. And you pick what room you're going to do interior design on. And I thought this was really clever at first. I thought, yeah. okay, I'm going to pick something that has a nice window to the side. And I'm going to uh, uh, build my little living room here. You pick that room, and then the room that you picked looks nothing, nothing like what you uh, was what the selection screen had. There are no windows. There are nothing. It is basically just an isometric corner. So then it's the same paper doll thing as the other one. You pick a piece of furniture, and you can kind of scale its size between three choices. Sometimes, not everything is scalable. And you put it in your room. The other thing to note about when you do this is everything comes in black and white. And you have to then go back to the other screen, choose a color, come back to that screen, and fill it in, right? Yeah. If you're using, like, the paint bucket, you can fill in all of it at once. If you misclick and click the black drawing part of it, it will paint it, and the detail of your of your item is gone. Yeah. And it, did you ever find an undo in this, Aaron? No, no, yeah, no. Yeah, it, it's brutal. I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't spend more than 20 minutes on this on your cartridge, Brent. Oh, it was, I spent... It was, it was not fun to play, with, given the parameters of how I played it. I, my <laughs> goal was I'm going to put... So, I'm going to build something awesome. And I'm going to present it to the stream. It didn't oh, happen, people. Oh, I knew it, it wouldn't didn't happen because, because you can't I, something awesome. <laughs> I tried so hard to make something work on this, and I would misclick, or I would have the item I wanted. It was off perspective by a little bit, and I, my brain could not handle just moving on. Yeah. Uh, Little errors are so glaring in this that you want to jump off a bridge. <laughs> the third thing, and that is all of interior design. You get a yeah. list of items, and there it's a pretty extensive list. It's got, you know, television sets and grandfather clocks and bathroom fixtures and everything like that. It's a decent little selection of things, and then you put them in the room, and you color them, and you're done. Yeah. The next thing that uh, is selectable is the textile uh, design. I'm going to skip fashion. We're coming fashion, saving fashion for last. Oh, okay. Textile design. Uh, this is, I believe, supposed to be where you're designing like a floor tile or something like that uh, or, or some kind of repeating design. I, Patterns. Yes. I was never able to do much of anything with this. Yeah, uh, this, was, this is probably the most competent of the of the set, uh, only because your you, the limited size and limited options uh, makes it so you're more focused and it doesn't have to redraw a bunch of background crap every time. That's a big uh, killer in this in this title. It just oh yeah, even when even when it. Uh, even when you're waiting for menus to... I mean, everything takes forever. It's so yes. slow. This was probably a little ambitious for the hardware in the way they were using it, Brent. And yes. by a little, I mean 
it, they were out of their minds. So the texture things, it gives you a few uh, sample textures that you can kind of piece together. And then, of course, you can erase any of this stuff and draw and do all that stuff. So the texture design, probably the best of the bunch, but still really bad. And then we've got fashion designer. And all of this has been paper doll stuff. Do you know what paper doll means there? Yeah, man, I know exactly what you're talking about, where you take okay. them and just have different little pieces, you kind of stick on them, yeah. Yeah, for those that don't know, it's you, you have a canvas of, of something and then preset designs that you just put over top, and you can overlay two or more of them to make kind of new designs. Fashion designer, you start out by picking a near-naked boy or girl. <laughs> And then you have to dress them <laughs> yes. in, in, in true paper doll fashion. I told Teresa, she was walking by the hall, and I just had a real look on my face. She goes, what? I was like, this thing just drew a, a, a little girl in her underwear. <laughs> yeah. But trust me, you don't have to worry. There's no perversion here, because they, these were as cartoony as they get. <laughs> but it still was an yes. odd. It was, like, bizarre. <laughs> it was still odd, yeah. yes. So you, you, you pick uh, your subject. And then it draws their bedroom. Every time you you come back to the screen, it has to draw the bedroom. Yep. And it takes ages. Yep. <laughs> and there's a decent selection of different types of clothing, right? Well, and, yeah. And you, it is. And all the clothing, just like everything else, comes in black and white. And then you can color it however you want. And you can take the drawing tools and edit the clothing. So... If you give your guy uh, jeans, but you really want him to have jean shorts, you can actually erase the the bottom of the jeans and kind of make it look like jean shorts. And it actually works off of layers because when you erase, you don't erase the kid underneath. You're actually just erasing his clothing. So that's pretty advanced yeah. for something like this. Uh, however... It's so darn slow that it is prohibitive. And that's what's really, really disappointing in this. Yeah. Is this could be a functional piece of software yeah. if everything that you did didn't take ages. And it's also incredibly frustrating that one error, one mistake, and everything you've worked on is just ruined. Yeah. Is this educational, uh, Aaron? Yes, no. I don't think so. Well, I felt like I, it taught me a lesson. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> I feel like it took me to the woodshed. I feel like it I took me to school, as the nature would say. <laughs> uh, you know, this title is first of all the uh, this is the name of the title is odd because as for a kid's, I mean, who what parents back in that days? I mean, that's CAD was not super well known to like it still is it to everyone. If you said, hey, man, what are you into CAD? Just to some guy on the street, they may not know what you mean. It's not like you say, like, hey, do you like Space Invaders? Or, something, or, like, do you like drawing? Something. So the yep. name is odd. I should mention that when I was looking for a... I told Brent about this earlier. I tried to find a box for this thing. As far as I could tell, there was no box. I think it came in, like, this bizarre clear package with a mouse i think yes uh but there's no yes, we don't, it did come with we don't a, know did, we don't know this is how you purchase your right mouse. i don't know for sure if that's how it was packaged but i couldn't find a box so but let's assume there was no box that's a strange the way they would package it and the fact that they would try to pull this off listen if you had a a, a system that was doubly as quick as this one uh you you might have something here 
Uh, if you or you could have something with a little bit resolution where you could actually have the uh, the menus on the same screen as the canvas, you might have something here. But this is a little bit too ambitious for what you had to work with. Also, I Absolutely. can't imagine a kid sitting down and having the patience to play with this in its current state. Uh, they would, yeah. they would. There's no way that they would sit through this. They would get too bored. Even back in the, and listen, I was a patient kid back in the '80s. But I wasn't this patient. I mean, and by the I, and by '88 or '89, listen, stuff was quicker than this. I mean, so I mean that's what VTech does. They take sort of old hardware and they use it to you know for something. Uh, but I think they were just this title here is probably of all the titles. You're right. This was the most ambitious. You did pick that absolutely. one right, but it was overly ambitious. And <clears throat> in the end, I don't think while most of the system was geared to your, you know, three to nine-year-old. This was definitely geared to a, a older person. I'm talking probably 13 to 16 type range. This was sort of like geared to, to the girls, I think, too. Uh, I don't agree with that. I think it was. I, I think this was pretty gender neutral. Well, I don't know. The fact you get to do the fashion stuff, the textile stuff, decorate a house... I mean, I'm just saying, of, of, of all the titles we've ever covered on this show, this one would appeal to the little girls uh, as at least as much as, as the little boys, if not more. Okay, I'll agree with that. Yeah. Kind of neat. So there you go. We finally covered one for the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> We're sorry it sucked. I'm assuming you didn't find any pricing or anything on this thing. I looked. Yeah. Um, this has been sold within the last uh, uh, decade. Yeah. However, wow. the site that it was sold on uh, did not allow me to see the price without signing up for their service. I should mention, I, so, I looked up mine. Uh, you could buy this. This is sold for 25 bucks in the box. So you could find it. And I, if anyone wants to run out and buy a Socrates, <clears throat> at least in the States. Now, I'll tell you, I overpaid for this thing, Brent. Uh, I Yes, you did. Uh, well, I... Listen, the place, this uh, I love this uh, gaming store in Milton, and they were closing down, and the and the owner of the store has been very ill, all right, and that's one of the reasons they were closing down. And I walked in and saw the Socrates sitting in a, a glass case. I'm like, holy smokes! And I really, I had to say, the ARG spirit came over me. I'm like, well, that's a Socrates, and so I was like, and my thought was, I must have this at any price. You know, I don't know what, I don't know, my brain was like, these are incredibly rare. I've got to have one immediately. And I, and so he wanted $100, and I paid it. I paid $100 for this thing, which was dumb. That was dumb. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I, as soon as I got in the car, I'm like, why didn't I look this up? Now, I will say, they're going on eBay uh, between, say, 55 60 bucks 60 up into the $100 range. But usually for that price, you're getting the box and stuff, which I didn't get. So, Correct. yeah, you know, your mileage may vary. Now, before we move off the Socrates, <clears throat> we did get one bit of feedback, and it's from our boy, The Boat. Uh, that he, he actually put a little story in here. I'm going to read this thing, because I, 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 it shows you the love that, that The Boat has uh, for, the, for, the, for this machine. So, Boat writes, I can claim very little credit for the runaway success of ARG Presents Podcast, except for the naming of it and convincing Aaron not to make a wheel, and buying the wheel, and carrying it through the rough early days before the Brent made the changes that caused the podcast to actually become successful. There's a lot in that paragraph, Brent. 
Yeah, but one thing I can claim credit for is the VTEC Socrates, which I suggested to be put on the wheel during the inaugural Thanks for Giving Marathon. The games reviewed on this week's show are nothing to write home about, but I wanted to talk about my overall thoughts on the system. I used to spend weeks at a time during the summer staying with my friend Logan in Culloden. He had a Nintendo, an IBM XT, and a Socrates. We'd played, after we played the Nintendo nonstop for hours and exhausted the fun out of Wheel of Fortune and Family Feud on the IBM, it was, time, <clears throat> it was time to turn our attention to Socrates, even as a child. I wondered about this machine. It's tiny, misshapen controllers. It's useless keyboard. But there are several charming as aspects of this obscure console. The first is the mascot, a friendly Johnny Five-esque robot who is present in all the games. He looks cool. He's a robot. Next is the music. The little ditties that play in each game are quite catchy, and the sound chip in this machine is really quite good. Finally, the graphics of the games are always bright and colorful, and it's clear that VTEC hired competent pixel artists to draw them. The major drawback with this system, its unforgivable flaw, are the loading times. For a cart-based system, which things, uh, uh, watching things be drawn on the screen slowly and, f and slowly filled in with color is neat the first time, but agonizing from then on out. It's quite unfortunate because I had a good time with both experiences this week, aside from just waiting around to get things going. So there you go. Heartfelt uh, endorsement of the Socrates for both and admitting its flaws. One thing I like yep. to do, Brent, is admit your flaws. And you were oh. wrong. All the pieces you've made on this wheel, they're wrong, horribly wrong. But we're going to spin this sucker <laughs> anyway. Let's go. So, Brent, uh, we added a couple interesting pieces this week. Uh, and by interesting, I mean terrifying. Let me grab the wheel here. So, for our Retro Rewind, we've added the Atari 7800. It's back in the mix, Brent. Uh, now, this is the one that frightens me. The new piece we've added this week, this is another one for the Brent Dungeon of Despair. The Sabaiko Extreme, spelled cool guy style, Brent. The Sabaiko. You don't know anything about these, do you? Nope. You want to tell the people about these locked pieces? Those are the fallen uh, Amigo shows that, unfortunately, we have just ran out of time for. The uh, 1200, the uh, TRS-80, and the Sinclair. If they get spun, they, their pieces will not be removed from the wheel, and they will be alive to spin again. And they'll be on here until this year's Thanksgiving Marathon, which will be in uh, the day after Thanksgiving. All right, you ready to spin this thing? I'm going to give it a whirl, Brent. You ready? Ahead. Here we go. What You got a thought this week? Nope. That, yeah, that explains a lot. All right, not a great spin. I'm not going to lie to you. Here we go. I got a good feeling. And we all oh, know. What do we get? Android games. Phone games, Brent. Phone games. There it is. Brent, you want to tell the people the rules for this we're, one? We're phoning this one in. Oh, folks. God. So what's the scoop on this one, Brent? This was your baby. No, this was your pick, This actually. was mine? Yes. Okay. What's my? What are my rules? <laughs> uh, it has to be a free piece of software <laughs> from the Google Play Store. <laughs> I think that's fair, right? Yeah. Oh, it has to be from the Google. So, we, so no iPhone games is what you're saying. Well, we don't have iPhones. That's true. So. That's true. So, and now, is there a t is there a date or time also, limit on these? Also, iPhone is an Android. <laughs> so, yeah, pretty much all that was just a dumb comment by you. Hey, that's what I'm here for. Uh, so, any 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 game from the Android store is what you're saying? Yes. Okay, I'm gonna. And I already, I will already tell you. Do you want to already know the game I'm picking? No, that's not the way this okay. show works. 
You don't even, <laughs> by the way, you'll change your mind 10 times. No, absolutely, 100%. I already know who I'm picking. So, we'd like to thank everyone uh, for uh, joining us live in the chat room. What do we got? Who's in the chat this week, Brent? Let's look at, let's give our lurkers a little bit of love here. Let's, uh, Denu, thanks for coming out. Dr. Strawberry 81, that's a name. And then we got, uh, Hot Local Mom. Well, it's good to see moms are coming in. I like it. And Rubber Slayer. Thanks for coming Hot out. Hot Local Mom, call me later. Get, just send me a prop. <laughs> PM me. PM me, please. And then uh, some folks in chat. We've got Mitz. we got Picard. we got Pixels of Dawn coming in a little late. But, yes, I am a Greek philosopher now. Uh, the Greek really makes an appearance. Frodo. Uh, my lovely, lovely wife was in chat this morning. Uh, our our own toxic adventure was made an appearance. So pretty good crew, pretty good crew. Yep, we had the, all of our usual suspects are here right out of the gate. We get Picard and and uh, Dunk, the whole nine yards. We love it. Uh, any parting thoughts before we take this thing to the house, Brent? Uh, you know, it's unfortunate that one major flaw. Uh, can kill the Socrates, but it absolutely killed it. Yeah, I still had a lot of fun with the old sock. I, I I'm not gonna lie to you. I had, I had a, it was, it, I was abused, and now I, I justified my hundred dollar purchase. That's the way I look at it. It's justified. <laughs> Until we see you next week for Android phone games. Have a safe and happy week, and we leave you with one party word: Socrates. Socrates. Thanks for joining us today. We really hope you enjoyed the episode. We'd like to say hello to all of our YouTube subscribers, as well as all of our Twitch followers. We want to say a special thank you to Duncan Styles, who does all of our awesome vector graphics, and to BarkBit for writing our incredible closing theme. Would you like to help keep ARG spinning for as little as a dollar a month? You can do so at anchor.fm slash ARG presents. Help keep us spinning. Just like these fine folks. John Deckman, Anthony Jarvis, Hermsky, Gary Heather, Graham W. Vetke, Frodo NL, Chris Foles, John Schaller, Mitsuyama, Retro Algae, and Terry Howard. Don't want to explain another credit card bill? That's okay too. You can help us by leaving us a positive review on Apple iTunes and Spotify. Have an idea you'd like to add to the wheel? You can contact us at argpresents at mail.com. ARG films live on Twitch every Sunday, 9 a.m. EDT. Hope to see you there. Congrats.